0: In this interview, we talked to Dave D.B. Jones, retired Drexel professor and administrator who died in the early hours of Friday, October 26, 2018. As you'll hear, Dave was one of the best people because he so clearly loved movies. We would frequently get lost in these conversations about Hollywood, Westerns, and John Wayne, and so much of that wandering play you'll hear in the interview. We're so happy to have had the opportunity to sit with him and talk about all that and more while we have the chance. Welcome to Pop the Question, a podcast that exists at the intersection of pop culture and academia. We sit down and talk about our favorite stuff through the lenses of what we do and who we are. From Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University, Dr. Melinda Lewis here. I'm your host. I'm here with Dave Jones, retired faculty and administrator out of Drexel University, film professor, former dean of the Honors College, and we're here talking about westerns. How are you, Dave?
1: Well, I'm fine.
0: I mean, let's start by talking about what the heck a Western is. How would you define it?
1: I would define it as a genre. And you could list, say, 15, 20 things that most Westerns have. Mm-hmm. Like they would have horses, space, maybe a chase. They would have a shootout, a hero, and a bad guy. And Probably no Western would have all of them. But every Western would have many of them, maybe most of them. So there's resemblances there, even though there's not a hard demarcation. And hopefully it has some kind of values. The best Westerns have some kind of value. There's something there. There's something at stake. There's something about the Western hero that seems to be different from, let's say, the gangster. But the Western hero usually, not always, Mm -hmm. triumphs. At least in our hearts. I mean, we think <laughs> that Shane, even though he's going to die as he rides off into the mountains, he has won. <laughs> and you, f- you realize he's been shot. And he, his he, body looks almost rigid as he rides off in silhouette almost in, on his horse. It looks like he's going to die.
0: Yeah, but the fact that we want to believe he is, like, alive. Well, I think that's a good
1: point because the film is structured. It's filmed in such a way, that ending, that he's also ascending Mm. a a mountain. And maybe he's going to heaven or maybe he's going to be (laughs) reborn. We don't know. I mean, sometimes an ending will be ambiguous that way. So what
0: for you is the quintessential Western? That's a tough
1: one because... Some people have said that Stagecoach is Mm -hmm. by John Ford. I look at it a little bit differently. I would say, what is the Western that's the most essential in the sense that there's nothing much else but a Western in it? And I would take a film called Ride Lonesome by Bud Mm Bettinger. It's efficient. It's uh, lapidary. It's cut so perfectly. For one thing, it does have a, the laconic Western hero. So Randolph Scott doesn't say a whole lot. But there's a theme in it as well, despite being just so beautifully done and so simply done, of redemption or amnesty.
0: Right. There's this element of redemption that I think crawls through nearly every Western that I can think of.
1: Funny, ain't it? How a thing can seem one way and then turn out altogether something else. Boom. You said you wanted to start over. I hope so. As you don't, I'll be the one who comes looking to find you. I'll remember that. There, another great Western is uh, The Naked Spur by Anthony Mann mm-hmm. and The Searchers by John Ford, and also his The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance are great Westerns. They're great mm-hmm. movies. They go beyond Westerns. I mean, they are really emotion laden. Even I, I mean, I can tear up watching The Searchers at certain points. Still.
0: <laughs> well, there's like a lot of gazing. Like the way that John Wayne looks at people in The Searchers is so full of emotion and tension. Thought it best to keep it from you. Oh.
1: Did they? What was she? What do you want me to do? Draw you a picture? Spell it out? Don't ever ask me. long as you live, don't ever ask me more.
0: I think John Wayne does not get enough credit for being an an actor. I
1: agree with you, and I think longing is one thing he expressed very well, especially in Liberty Valance. What? Think back, pilgrim.
0: So that being said, we've talked about great Westerns. What is your favorite Western that doesn't necessarily have to be great, but just one that you enjoy?
1: Well, it varies. They're usually a John Ford Western, though, I must Mm -hmm. say. I, uh, I do like Bud Bettinger. Seven Men From Now by Bud Bettinger is really a very interesting movie that I'd recommend. It's so clever and so brilliantly done and so well shot. And it's Lee Marvin, who's the villain in Liberty Valance, plays the villain in Seven Men From Now. Uh, Howard Hawks made two really good Westerns. One was Red River... Mm-hmm. About a Cattle drive with John Wayne mm-hmm. and the other was Real Bravo with John Wayne but mm-hmm. they're very different types of films from the other. They're a little bit slower moving. It's time for a cowboy to dream
0: would it bother you if I said I liked El Dorado more than Rio
1: Bravo? Doesn't bother me. Which is the I same. don't agree with you, but <laughs> now you make me want to watch that again, but
0: <laughs> I mean it is the same movie, just That's what it is. <laughs> Different cast.
1: I like the yeah, I kind of like the originals better than the remakes.
0: Yeah.
1: One of the greatest westerns that I love and but you got it's best to see it on a big screen if you can is Once Upon a Time in the West.
0: Oh, I love that. By Sergio Leone.
1: It's almost three hours long. My wife and I, she loves it too. We tend to watch it once a year. Mm -hmm. This guy's Italian. He made it, so he must have had opera in his blood. And it is an opera. Mm -hmm. So it is a horse opera, but a real opera. The music was actually recorded first, and then the scenes were shot to fit the music. Looks like we shot one horse. If you get into this film it's just so beautifully made and beautifully cast you brought too too many I don't think uh, Charles Bronson was the first choice but he he was perfect for it Yeah He looks exactly right for it and then Henry Fonda is a bad guy because he can look cruel with his little blue eyes and you know face and yes, then he looks harsh. Harsh, cold, yeah. cool. And another thing that's fun about this film, if you like Westerns, there are allusions to about 10 or 12 other Westerns in the <laughs> film. So by now, the time the film was made, you know, people already know the Westerns, and so some filmmakers like to have allusions. So there's allusions to Shane to High Noon, mm-hmm. oh, a lot of allusions to Johnny Guitar. Yeah, Johnny Guitar. And Johnny Guitar, apparently, Sergio Leone loved it film. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I tried to teach that in class, and the kids just cannot respond to it. It's campy. Because <laughs> most Westerns are stupid, like most films are stupid, By which I mean it's action, things happen, but there's no thought in it or no ideas, yeah, no concept.
0: There are Westerns that are really, really great, but there are a ton of westerns that are just terrible.
1: John Wayne made over fifty, I think, of these one-hour westerns oh. before he made it big, and they—you can't watch them. They, they're horrible.
0: <laughs> they are
1: because they're—they're stu- they're just mindless. You know, that's the time where westerns got the nickname "oters," o-a-t-e-r-s. Oh, I. Oaters for what that. horses eat. I
0: mean, I remember getting like uh, really excited over a. Two set package, like a DVD full of all these old films that I was like, oh my gosh. Can't wait to look at these. And then I watched like two and I was like, oh, no wonder this was like $5 in a bin at Walmart. (laughs) Pop the Question is brought to you by Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University. Pannoni Honors College is invested in undergraduate research, scholar development, and interdisciplinary scholarship. With students from various backgrounds and academic fields of study, the Honors College engages its community in complex ideas. Info at drexel.edu slash Pannoni. That's P-E-N-N-O-N-I. Pannoni Honors College, a place for active learning, high achievement, and community. Let's go back even further because we've talked a lot about Westerns themselves, but you know I came to watch westerns because my dad was such a fan, so I grew up with that. How did you come across westerns? Well, not that way. Okay. I,
1: as a kid and growing up in a small town in Kansas, I mean, before television, the one entertainment was the movies. And little town had three movie theaters. I mean, there used to be a lot of movie hmm. theaters around, and you'd go to the movies. And I loved westerns as a 10-year-old, but everybody in the theater would be rooting against the Indians. But then, when it got to rooting around 11, 12, 13, people my age changed their minds about it. We started rooting for the Indians <laughs> whenever there was an attack because we, we understood there was something maybe a little unjust in what was going on. Yeah. It wasn't quite fair. The Indians always lose. And then I, I didn't see any Westerns. I missed all these things like The Searchers, Liberty Valance, and went to college. I got interested in foreign movies, and then I, I had a teaching contract for three years at a university in Australia. And it was there, I was now in my early 30s, that an Australian guy, a film buff, introduced me to films like The Searchers. That's where I saw The Searchers in Australia. I saw Ride Lonesome in Australia, But I really didn't get too interested until I was, even later, I was teaching at Drexel and we developed these courses. That's when I really grew to love the Westerns. (laughs) The culture now is embarrassed by our past. And so the Western, to many people, looks like a racist genre. It looks like a sexist genre. And it's a violent genre. Now you all get your horses and ride on out of here. Now look, lady. (laughs) Just do like I say. A lot of people are inhibited by that. It's hard for them to accept it as a reflection of the times that they were made. And in many ways, an accurate representation of what happened. I mean, one thing I really like about the Western respect is the way it evolved. Like in Stagecoach, the Indians have no speaking parts. All they do is attack. Mm-hmm. And she wore a yellow ribbon. There's a great mm-hmm. deal of sympathy for the Indians. Ford Apache, there's mm-hmm. a lot of sympathy for the Indians. The searchers almost reverses things and tries to correct, to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And there's an attempt to give women a broader role in it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, then Ford and others incorporated some African-American cowboys as well. Mm-hmm. So it's historically accurate to include those.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that the searchers, it's really difficult to kind of figure out, well, who is good or who is bad. That murkiness is, I think, the quality that is introduced. Why don't you finish the job? But what that commence believes, ain't got no eyes, he can't enter the spirit land, has to wander forever between the winds. You get it, Reverend. Come on, blanket head.
1: And it turns out that the real moral center of that film is Marty, who's one-eighth oh, yeah. Cherokee. In a way, he represents what I would say Martin Luther King meant. You you, you want to get to a society where the color of your skin doesn't matter. It's the content of your character. What's so brilliant about The Searchers is that he did that at that time, mid, mid-1950s. Right. But as the Western evolves, the good directors would always change something. So to make it more interesting Mm -hmm. and so in uh, Naked Spur what Anthony Mann changed is the the hero is sort of neurotic which is unusual you don't Mm -hmm. have that in Johnny Guitar the the roles usually played by the men are played by women Mm -hmm. Joan Crawford is the Western hero so everybody thinks of something new all the great directors the wild bunch up the ante on what
0: right. loyalty
1: and valor is. Well,
0: and especially I think considering clear play that Clint Eastwood is doing with his relationship with the spaghetti western.
1: Clint Eastwood in *Unforgiven*, what he did was up the ante of violence, mm-hmm. and also but like real violence, real, not like real. I mean
0: emotional, psychological, physical, different than a Sam Peckinpah. Type violence where it's just like shoot 'em ups.
1: Yeah, and you're right about that. And it's uh, also the hero is as bad as you can be. Mm. You know, the Western hero got more complex as things went on. uh, He's bad. I mean, he's tried to reform himself but didn't quite do it. He's nostalgic. Mm. There's something about, I want to go back to being a gunslinger and a killer. I've killed women and children, killed just about everything that walks or crawls at one time or another. I'm here to kill you, little Bill, for what you did in Ned.
0: I'm interested in the fact that the Western doesn't work, but space movies do. And, you know, Star Trek, to me, is an embodiment of the very Western ideals, right? It's the final frontier. It involves conflicts with, quote-unquote, others and aliens. Why can Star Trek have a franchise and a universe and essentially the same stuff as a Western. That's
1: a good point because I think you're right. The Western does sort of, some of the elements have been transposed onto the space film. In fact, Star Wars borrowed a lot from the oh, searchers. yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So, and it borrowed a lot from Casablanca also that bar with all those different <laughs> kinds of characters. Are in. But I think that might be because I guess to the young people today, that it's just more familiar to them, the idea of space than the idea of open space in the West with horses. Mm-hmm. It, but I've had feedback from students who say, I've really learned to enjoy Westerns. Mm-hmm. I appreciate this. If you like art and film, you can get a, derive a lot of pleasure if you'll take the trouble to try to watch the great westerns the same way you would get pleasure at looking at uh, let's say expressionist art i mean it's it's over with but there was a lot of good stuff made
0: Mm. where do we fit the comedy western
1: in the trash bin (laughs) no i'm just kidding i I don't think they're fun i like blazing saddles and there were other ones and now and then they come along and they're made and they're fun Mm -hmm. i enjoy them but i don't think they're very important what do you want me to do sir I want you to round up every vicious criminal and gunslinger in the West. I want rustlers, cutthroats, murderers, bounty hunters, desperados, mugs, pugs, thugs, nitwits, halfwits, dimwits. And back to your point, I I would say nobody can make a beautiful Western anymore. I mean, what I mean is certain art forms, just like a civilization, they rise and they Mm. peak and they fall. And I think that happens to most most art forms, most genres in film. The, the values of the society have changed a little bit too, so I don't know if the people are gonna appreciate it. It's just that it doesn't mean as much to us. When I grew up, I mean, you could still see the tracks to the Oregon Trail near where I live. <music> Another problem might be that cinema itself might sort of be coming to or changing radically because nobody wants to go to the theater anymore, Mm
0: -hmm. unless you have the big spectacles and the big dazzle. Only that,
1: only for that. I don't know how long that'll last. But so we just don't see films the same way; they're not made the same way. So maybe the western will have a few more permutations. I don't know.
0: Hell or high water. That came out in 2016, and that's one of the best contemporary Westerns. Instead of horses, they have pickup trucks. But there's all of these markers in there and all these acknowledgments of history. That's
1: interesting. I think the Western, as we think of it, some of its elements have been taken by other genres, like the space films Mm -hmm. that you mentioned, and maybe even something like this. So nothing ever really goes away completely. I hope you'll come back someday it feeds on something and, and feeds something else that will evolve and something else will evolve mm-hmm. so maybe that's the way to look at it i don't lament the end of the western it's just the way the way it is someday
0: well thanks dave for being here and talking about westerns with me well
1: thanks for inviting me it's been fun it's been
0: always fun talking to you about westerns maybe we can rejuvenate the western just through this podcast alone Dave
1: well I don't
0: think so <laughs> and I, I really don't care if we do <laughs> I'm very happy with the westerns that we have <laughs> Pop! the question was researched and hosted by Dr. Melinda Lewis our audio engineering and theme was produced by Brian Cantoric. All of this was done under the directorship of Erica Levy-Zellinger, the deanship of Dr. Paul Moran's cohen and the Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University.